Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. steal them. You're welcome along to the Tommy and Hector show with Larissa Blewett. Our podcast is available for download on all major platforms. Is that correct? Very Am well I? said. Yeah. Well done. Very well said. Very professional. I, I, I used to record some ads on Midwest Radio and you'd have to go into ad mode, you know. Welcome to Carmel's Fashions in Ballina. Sale now on. Like, I'd love to do an ad for, say, a drink. Like an alcoholic drink. I'd have no problem doing that. Oh, yeah. I'd have no problem doing an ad for, say, toilet paper or for tea or okay. for coffee. You know? That jocks. I, I'd, I'd do a good, I'd, I love jocks. I love good quality. Yeah, underpants. jocks. Underpants. You don't, that's the thing you don't hear a lot of ads for, underpants. Yeah, well, maybe we could do that, do an ad for underpants. Uh, mm. Cars. Uh, imagine if No, I a, couldn't do ad No, no, not ah, for, gonna, no. No, not for a car. Jimmy Faulkner Motors. Jimmy Faulkner, Monster Evan, County Gildare, for all your motoring needs. Isuzu, Pajero, BMW. What? Jesus, you've got ears blown. Jimmy Faulkner Motors, <laughs> Monster Evan. You get back from the microphone when you're shouting. You've no microphone Jeez. technique at all. 051 715 976. Jimmy Faulkner. JimmyFaulkner.com. <laughs> Were the levels you know, high on that? You could shout you know, and go back, yeah, or you go back, just talk into it. Jimmy Faulkner Motors, <laughs> Monster <laughs> Evan, Isuzu, Pajero, have a car, we'll scrap it. <laughs> have a fucking <laughs> no, that's the ads we should do. We should do local ads Farming for local ads, like uh, sheep dip or something. John Mohan, piping and valve fitting. Back, back, back. <laughs> My pipes, bro- valves, and fittings. John Mann, for all your pipes, valves, and wavin pipes. My brother's a plumber. You could do... So, so, Sheila Cassidy, <laughs> nail bar. <laughs> Sheila Cassidy, nail bar. Ballina, ballon robe. <laughs> Bell mullet. Sheila Cassidy, your number one home for nails. <laughs> In Mayo. <laughs> your number one home for nails. <laughs> Problem with your jacks? <laughs> John Flaherty Rodding Services. <laughs> Remember your father saying, Get out here and help me with the sticks and rod this fucking toilet. Rod. We'll solve the problem. John Flaherty Rodding. She, that's, isn't that really good? Sheila, Sheila Flaherty's the, yeah. home, the home of nails. <laughs> home of nails. Yeah, we could work on that. They're that's, the ads we should make. Sheila. And anyone, anyone who wants to sponsor the show can sponsor them. <laughs> I did a car trip with my 13-year-old daughter. Uh, it was up and down to Dublin yesterday. And she was in charge of the music. Well, I, after two hours, I had to beg her to stop. Just the emotion. Everything was about emotions. I couldn't cope with the level of emotion in it. Like if my young fella, if one of the boys was playing music, there'd be a bit of kind of, arrogance and a bit of kind of posturing and I'm a legend and I have loads of money type music yeah. you know that t- but when the young ones are in charge of it my goodness it's all heartbreak and uh, there's a lot of songs about young ones wearing fellas t-shirts is uh, there? a load of them uh, and <laughs> the vast majority of songs I was listening to were written by their male performers isn't that interesting? Oh, who? what sort of music what was it? what do you it? mean? all this kind of Dermot Kennedy um He's the only name I can know. Macklemore. Um, 
uh, I can't remember the name. The names I'd never really heard of. There are only two that I recognise, but very emotional music, just all about love and love breaking. and I miss you and uh, this is the end for me. I can't go on without you and you're give us back my t-shirt and just big, big. But I just I I noticed after I was the far side of Kinnegad going up and I said Jesus. A lot of problems. A lot of emotion. Yeah. You know, and I remember talking to a woman one time about uh, what people do when they break up from other people and they're going through that experience and she was saying to me that what women do is they'll watch sad movies. They'll watch as they'll watch The Notebook and or yeah. just as what you do Eat ice cream. But what you do is you, you, you choose you, you don't run away from the emotion. You almost bask in it. Mm-hmm. So if you've had a sad breakup with somebody then you choose to watch really, really sad films and you cry it out and you you're watch it 10 times and you're crying and you're crying and you're crying and then you're at the far side of it. Where she was saying, I was saying, I couldn't handle that at all. And she said, that's the difference. If men go through that, they don't want to watch sad films. They watch f- Friday Night Lights or Jaws. You know, something... something. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Just yes. something... Aggressive. Not to, Not to be thinking about it. And she said she thought that that was the problem with men. That we don't get into the emotions, we'd rather kind of relegate them to the side and watch a film about football or man-eating sharks rather than a sad film about emotion. Would that mm. register with you? Well, maybe it's the men that do all the heartbreaking, so they might not actually be sad. You know, it might be the man, it's generally the man that... That has causes, caused it. ...caused the problem. So generally they aren't sad when the breakup happens. That's it. Generally it's the men that cause the problem. That causes the breakup. Really? Is there a is there statistics to? No, maybe not. It's probably wrong of me to generalise. But have you? So, in terms of looking back on your, I, I've been and, very and fortunate. I've never been in a situation where I've been devastated by a breakup. Okay, but have I've, you have you broken off with fellas ever? Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, maybe. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But I'm not really like maybe. How about your sisters and your friends then? Yeah. So any breakups they've had has nearly been. The man's fault. Fault. Interesting choice of words there. Not decision. Yes, because they've cheated on them or they've, Yeah. you know. Again, that's a, a, a cultural perception of sexual act cheating. Yes. A culture. It's, it's run that line by me again. Ah, I've forgotten it now. <laughs> it sounded very good. But you see, that's what, I, well, yeah. Is there a notion amongst women that you, uh, no matter how, Whatever phrase the relationship is going through, you just deal with it and you move on. That no relationship is perfect. It's, oh, absolutely. It's yeah. the commitment to the relationship uh. rather than the qualities in the relationship. Yeah, I think so. And like, wow. whereas uh, men would be, it's the it's the quality of the relationship, not necessarily the commitment to it. How am I feeling in this environment? In, in this duo, and if I'm feeling good, then great. If I'm not feeling good, do I need to get out of here? Whereas, are you saying with women, it's if I'm not feeling good, how do we change that? Oh, well, let's fix it. Let's fix it. Are you yeah, listening that's to me? generally the men's fault. Generally. I'm getting an edge off her. Are you, Hector? I'm feeling that there's a... Um, there's a bit... There's, there's, there's got a... <laughs> look, at, as we say, this podcast is... Just open up, Louisa, okay. and tell us. Go on. No, I'm just saying, though, that's generally, it's the men that cause the problems in relationships. There's, there's no statistics to... to con- I bet there is. But I bet you they just haven't... Do you think that. it's 70-30? 70% men creating the heartbreak and the tears yeah. in, a, in a relationship and, and I think even if they're not responsible for the actual breakup they're responsible for the, the, the like it might be the woman that does the breakup but because of the man's actions generally what, what about the man what? being this is, this is a very unforgiving zone we've entered into here what about the man being sad about the breakup? They're not sad. Men, uh, as Tommy said, there they just they deal with it differently. Like they won't admit to it being sad. Like they'll just move on and just. And like, what about all these fellas singing songs about young ones wearing their t-shirts and missing? They them know that the audience is a young girl that's going to be listening to the song, so they're going to write it. Like a lot of Ed Sheeran songs, in fairness, seem to come from the same Stop. type of. So I'd say it's a generic. I'd say you come, I'd say you put a load of words into a into an algorithm now and it comes up with a song. Yeah. What's that joke about uh, country uh, about country music? If you play it backwards, you get your dog back, your wife back, your house back. <laughs> All country music as well. Um, I'm just fascinated by that that thing of uh, you think it's mostly men's fault. Well, 
they cause a lot of problems. Is and that what with your with your with your female friends? Have they all had their hearts broken by men? When they not, thought not when, all the, of when them. they thought that this was the one, he's the one for me. Yeah. This is it now. Yeah. This is it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, boom. Anyone that I know that was in long term relationships <coughs> and they broke up, it was the generally fella? to do with the fella. And, 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 and generally they were cheating. But, but does the fella have the right? Do men have the right to be unhappy? No. Yes. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. Of course they have. Yes, they have. But why can't? This is again, you see, they have a problem with just confronting the issue and saying, I'm not happy. Men like, to, I know a fella who was getting married, right? Mm. And he knew the morning he was getting married that he shouldn't have got married. Yeah. And he's sitting there and he's like, okay, okay. And then he's thinking, oh, everyone's going to be in the church now. And yeah. oh, I'm as well to just go through with it. Yeah. Why? Like, if that was a woman, she just wouldn't do it because practically she would say, no, this is a bad idea. So he, he got married for about six years. And for the entire six years, he said, oh, I was just unhappy. I didn't, but like, Big deal, he like. didn't want to let people down on the day. Yeah. Um, maybe there was pressure from Sometimes, his partner yes. to get married, and he just wanted to make her. He thought that making her happy would make him happy. Yeah, but and he realized it, it didn't. It was not going to. So again, again, then he turns out to be the big monster because he did what he did. But if he actually just said the first day, "I don't want this," yeah. then it wouldn't have been such a big. Yeah, but may- maybe it was. Maybe he didn't want to hurt anybody. And he but went sure, he's going to hurt you. Event, you're going to get hurt eventually. Yeah, but he tried to make a better life for everyone and, and build the house. He... Build the house. He built the house. He provided for the kids. Did they have children? They didn't have any. But children. they got a house, and she got half a house out of it. But so what? Is that it? Like and a good day and a nice day <laughs> and a good day out for the parish. Good day out. And, and the wedding was great, crack. Well, there you and go. Six there years. Was there was six, six years. years of six unhappiness. It's a small price to pay for a good day out. That's over eighteen hundred days. <laughs> eighteen hundred days. Yeah, but I think, instead I think he of made a massive sacrifice. Eighteen hundred days uh, to make her happy. He says, "There you go. My work is done. Good luck." Yeah. But then it ends up being bitter and everyone's cross. Sure, yeah. There's no, it's a very, yeah. He, he couldn't, he couldn't. He, I he couldn't let down the families the day of the wedding. He couldn't let down the parish. Couldn't let down the hotel. Couldn't let down the young uncles and aunties who had all Aww. got new dresses and suits. Yeah. So he stuck at it. He stuck at it. I like the sound of him already. He stuck at it and he he's the old dog for the hard road. Yeah. He put in six long years. And he then cut the lawn at that house every <laughs> single Saturday morning. And the bushes and the whole lot. But another thing is, it's normally the woman that puts the pressure on for a wedding, isn't it? Is it? Is that another generalisation I'm making? You know... Well, that's what, it might come up in women's consciousness a minute before a man's. But I don't know. I don't know about that now. I don't know, Lorita. I think I think I think there's plenty of women out there that would break a heart in two, like snap. Oh, yeah. And they've broken <laughs> men's hearts. We are, think. we are beneath it all. There is an awful lot of emotion in men. Yeah, yeah. it's just hard to find. <laughs> if you can find it, though, Tommy, it's in deep under the an archaeological stand. dig to find it. No, not no. all. You, all, you, all you have to do is play soccer in slow motion. Or say, do you want to watch this new thing on Netflix with Eric Cantona? That men will be crying over that just after dinner. Yeah. People often say to me, like, what, what, what was your most emotional day of your life? Has your children been born? That was phenomenal. Getting married, that was just out of this world. But it's very hard to top the camera panning across the fifteen Irish rugby players the day we were playing England in Croke Park. Tears. Really? Oh Jesus! From the bull haze. Did you see the bull? Yeah. And he grabbed his side of me, bawling, crying. Oh yeah. And then the camera had to pan up to Shane Horgan because he was seven foot tall. <laughs> that was unbelievable. That's I mean. But the bull haze crying. The bull haze crying. My That's young lad rat walked in at that particular moment. Shane was only about three or four, and he comes in and I'm bawling in the sitting room, and he goes out to his mother. And he goes, "What's wrong? What's wrong, Dad? Dad, Dad Dad's crying in the sitting room. He's bawling. Is he all right?" And she's there cooking the dinner. Yeah, it's sport. You'll deal. Great moments. That was just great moments. a lot of men would looking back in their lives now would say that was even bigger. So sporting moments. That was probably even bigger than their own mother dying. The bull is crying against the bubble croak park. And he and he, ho- he grabbed them like he grabbed. He's my best friend. I love you. This is England in croak park, and you remember the soldiers coming in and shooting all the innocent bystanders. We're gonna kill them. We're gonna kill the England. No wonder they won that game 44 13. Or Shane Horgan scored a try in that match. He majestically O'Gara oh, pops yeah. it up into the air. Oh, God. Horgan came down like all the Republican blood dripping on him and <laughs> Fenian blood. On yeah, but like there's certain moments. I'm, you know, but. I mean, be- ch- children are born every day of the week. Like, 
That was just phenomenal. So you'd be emotional souls then, would you? Do when it comes to sport, obviously. Yeah, oh, totally, yeah, totally emotional. When yeah. I see Ruby, no. when I see Ruby Walsh coming down the top of the hill in Cheltenham, and he pulling double on a really well fancied horse, and he can hardly hold him, and he's just going where they're going. Let him go, Ruby. Let him go. Open him up now, Ruby, and ride him home. And let him fucking jump the last in Cheltenham with a hundred thousand paddies above in the stand. Yeah! Hi, oh, Ruby! Hi, oh, Ruby! Ruby! And the fucking racing posts up in the air and points up in the air. Oh! Hi, Ireland! Hi, Ireland! Ruby, what's he up in the, up in the stirrups? Oh, oh Lord, never you've been Birmingham Airport two days later crying with the hangovers. Ruby! <laughs> And Barry Garrett, that's you see, that's, that's what that's we are. We're simple, yeah. but that's um, that's simple. abstract emotion. You know, that's not that's not like personal. You know, that's that's fine to be sad about that stuff because you don't. That's that's not don't not sad. Overwhelmed. Yeah. Ecstasy. Ecstasy. But Tears bring it a bit closer to home, like if you any emotion. Yeah, um, I, I I think there's great moments in, in relationships. Like when, when I get the lawn cut, <laughs> and I look in the, the window, and Tipner looks out. And I can smell the dinner. And she's cooking And it. she can smell the grass. Because I've cooked it the day before. And I'll walk in. And then it's just great moments of shared love. That's and I'll say, do you see that grass? Isn't it lovely? Look at the cut of that. Is that what you mean, Louise? Is that the type of emotion you're looking for? Is that when like, a man comes in after cutting no, the lawn? No, but you were talking about... You started I, get, I, I get a fella to cut my lawn now. So, so you I, don't have that emotion? No, I'd, I'd look out the window with my wife. God, that's amazing. <laughs> They'd hug each other at the sink and look out at your man cutting the lawn. Isn't he doing a great job? Feel, feel the emotion of that. Yeah. Is that what you mean? Is that what you're after? No, because you're, you're, you started off talking about... Or we were talking about. Is it like an ad for a bank, Larissa, where you see a couple and they're after getting the mortgage the together? Yeah, that's what, what you mean by emotion. Can I ask the question here? No, I'm saying that you are not like you don't like confront your not not you two, but men like wouldn't confront their like uh, my example of that fella just not just getting married for the sake of it instead yeah. of dealing with it. But, but, but we've, we've dealt with that in a sense. That we sense we said that he paid for the day out and he gave everybody great memories. Five thousand he paid the hotel in cash and he put six years of hard graft into it. So he that man has nothing to apologise for. No, but if he just confronted the issue at the start, like would why did he break issue? our heart? Why did he break our exactly. heart? Exactly. I'm sure there's issues is all there, over the is place. It, like. Is it like a male or female thing or is it just a personal thing like people are like that? Do you know what I mean? Can you generalise men? Can you generalise women? Tell, well, here's is a, it just a personal thing? No, like? i tell you what I find now, say, just in terms of gender generalisation. Do you remember your one, uh, Cathy, the Australian one, the Aboriginal girl? What was her name? The athlete. Oh, she uh, won a, an Olympic gold. Yeah, she won the 400 metres. Yes, uh, yes, and yes. she dressed up in this. I cry she when I She dressed up in? She had a special kind of one-piece running suit. Yes. Um, I cried when I saw that. She was the first Aboriginal athlete to ever win a medal. That's that's emotional, and that's me watching a woman. Is that what you mean by... No, you? that's, again, not emotional. Like, that's not, like, personalised stuff. That's something on the television. I was that's watching far it. away. I'm talking about in your life, in your circle yeah, but, of life. But you're, I was watching it. I, w- I was the one watching it. So that then, that's me watching it. I was watching it. No, but she don't, you don't know her. Uh, th- that makes it all the more uh, um, amazing that a woman I don't know from a country I don't know, from a, a, a tribal society that I don't know. And is it because why? Why did you get so emotional? Because, because she was wearing a one-piece suit? Like, no, because it? it's the achievement of it. The achievement of well, an Aboriginal woman winning a gold medal at the, at the Olympic Games uh, 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 in Sydney, Australia. An amazing moment. Ah, I'm lost. Phenomenal. I don't know what you're talking about. And would you did you start crying when you saw say when you hear you never walk alone been no, sung no by uh, one hundred and ten thousand people in the no in I Melbourne didn't. never oh cried. Jesus the bull haze no. don't make you cry no. what about Mayo coming yeah. out onto that pitch the I Keegan. did cry a few times after they lost the All Ireland now you see you now. do have emotions but you do have Mayo em- they're my people like yeah, yeah, so let it out let it out you're emotional don't be saying. You're just t- t- hoarding your emotions for just There's private. only a couple of moments in our lives where real tears and will come out, Larita. The real tears we're looking for. Yeah. Right, okay. Maybe I need to be a bit more emotional. Just share, then. you know. Maybe I'll be a bit more open keeping, then. Keeping your emotions in just for private situations to me is almost an abuse of the fact that you have emotions. What, you should just burst out crying? This. No, you should say them for public occasions like horse racing and rugby and soccer and athletics and... And then don't be burdening other people with your emotions. Right. 
Like I've said so to my father I, Like I said to my father One time I was 14 or 15 I was going through A hard time And he said Tom I wouldn't be great At the emotions So just leave it off so Just leave it there And I said fair enough That's the end of that I wasn't good at emotions Either my father Do you know what I mean no, but I, And he said uh, go, out, go out there And uh, go for a ride on, on that girl's bicycle And might cop onto yourself And boy is Bring us back a loaf of bread I never ever forget The day I sat my father I said tonight's a big night dad Channel 4 is starting and he's that was emotional. And we sat together on the couch and at 12 o'clock in, on whatever day in the middle of the 80s, Channel 4 started at 12 o'clock on a Friday night and me and me father sat on the couch in the kitchen in Navin and I said, we're going to watch this movie. And he says, is this a good station? I said, yeah, there's a movie on it now called Scum. And we watched Scum <laughs> with Ray Winston Ben Sellers with Iron Bar. We watched Scum together, and about tw- twenty six minutes into it, then there was a lad being bent over a shower. <laughs> or no, in the greenhouse, he was potting plants, and two lads came in and closed the door of the greenhouse. And I'm about fourteen, sitting with me dad. And next minute, <laughs> your man was potting. You could see his face. He wasn't potting. They were. They he, was, he was being planted. He was. <laughs> And I said to me, Dad, it's a good old movie, Dad, isn't it? <laughs> I have to sit there for the whole of scum. Oh. Great, great channel, Channel 4. And your father said nothing during the... No, we just didn't say much during the next medi- during the rapes. He wouldn't have turned it off and put on something else. No. Great movie, scum. That, that was back in the days where we had to change channel with your finger. Oh, yeah. So it was easier to leave the anal rape scene on rather than get him off the chair. And two minutes later, the boys are playing pool. Your man put six pool balls into a sock. <laughs> Goes down and bells it up and me, I'm sitting there in the middle of nav and my father and a Saturday point night going, This is a great movie, Dad. See, that, that's emotion. Scum. Larissa. That's emotion. <laughs> See the fella being Yes. Raped. That was the a, first a, ever in, movie on Channel 4. In a greenhouse. It's uh, emotional. Ray Winston. Right. Okay, right. Well, All right. I was what I found a film last night and gone mad watching films that have subtitles from Denmark and oh, yeah. Iceland. Oh, the best. Jeez, yeah. I found one last night called Men and Chicken. <laughs> Chickens. Chickens and men. <laughs> it was the most <laughs> disturbing film I've ever watched. Where did you go to this? On Netflix? I don't know. I think it might have been on... Men and no, Chicken. No, it wasn't on Netflix. I don't know. Was it on Sky Cinema or something? Anyway, I... G- give, us a, give, us a go, give us a go of it. This was absolutely... I... I I woke up this morning thinking about it. I turned it off midway through. I have like a good, I'd say, 20 minutes left. It was absolutely fucked up, right? What was going on? From the get-go. What was, what was going on? The first scene was that the father dies. No, this man dies in the hospital. And the, one, the son has this impediment where he keeps going... Right? And I'm like, is he going to is vomit? Is foreign language? Yes. He keeps going like as if he's going to vomit. And the father dies in the bed. The next thing, there's a video left in the hospital room and he rings the brother who has... This is... I can't believe I'm actually saying this, but the brother is has an obsession with wanking himself. Or, well... Anyway. So he's there on a date... With this woman who's in a wheelchair and she's a psychotherapist and he's telling her his problems. And the next thing he goes to the toilet and he's at himself in the bathroom, the cubicle. And the brother rings and he That's says... That's emotion. Dad is dead. And he go come to the hospital now. Next thing, there's a video. Yeah, he's at that all the time. And there's a video they watch. They go home to your man's apartment and they watch the video and the video is hilarious. The video, the father puts on the camera and as the father goes to sit down in the chair, all you... When he sits in the chair, all you can see is his underpants, right? Not his face. And he says, in Danish, lads, I'm not your real father. And you're not, you don't have the same mother as you do. And your real father is X. And then the next thing, a, a, a game show takes over the recording of it. And it, it's mental. It's this, it's this island of Denmark called Orf or something or Ork or or. So they'd get this boat down to this island. And the next thing... They get to the house. It used to be a san. What do you call those san- sanitarium? Yes, they're all they're all like bread. Weirdly, and they all have hair lips. What and time of the day were you watching this? I was watching it last night, and there's a load of ducks that have been bred with pigs, and there's a big prize bull in one of the rooms. 
And there's one lad who's about 25 stone. There's another lad whose nose is actually not formed. There's a turkey that has the feet of... As hooves. A turkey heart. Turkey heart. And then this absolute moron of a brother goes... You, you want to he brings him in I don't know what language that was he brings him into a room full of chickens and he says to the two brothers that have come to find their father if you're if you're looking for a woman basically these chickens will do until the women come uh, it was psycholo- it, 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 it was called a dark comedy it was yeah. a psychological nightmare you can't Netflix can you it wasn't on Netflix I recommend you watch it watch it it's called Either men and chickens or chickens and men. This podcast is part of the ACAST Creator Network. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Where did you watch the Italian 90? Can't remember. Where did you watch Italian 90, Tommy? Uh, I was on the verge of becoming a redemptorist priest, uh, so I watched it in the retreat center in Clunmore. What? Huh? Can we? Re- can we? Dis- that's will the we end of that, that segment. Now, or I just stop recording there. Will we discuss this now, or would you like to save that <laughs> to later? No, no, no. Let's go on. I want to fo- no. follow Hector's thread I'll across here. here. We can come back to that. But right. I, I, I Put watched it. I watched it. Uh, we were living, myself and the brother. We were sharing a house, right? Right. We were sharing a house in Dublin. Now, my. Uh, habitats in Dublin changed rapidly over the years I lived there. I started off living in Cabra Park in a little bedsit, number 58 Cabra Park. On your own? No, myself and my brother in a bedsit. It was so small. We shared a double bed, right? The two boys up from Navin. It was so small. You shared it, and how old were you? Uh, 17, 18 or 19. 17, 18 or 19, three. Yeah, but see, my brother repeated the leaving three times, so I caught up with him. So... I was in, I was in second year when Freddie did the leaving, Tommy, and I think he repeated it three times before we got finally got to Dublin. You were in second year when he did it. Well, first time. Say, can I just say, by the way, what I, was he aiming for? Like, I was. was to, I don't on. know. What were we all aiming for? You fill out my CEO. Yeah, I fill out yours. You fill out mine. Uh, and that's the way we were. So I was 16 doing my leaving cert, believe it or not. I was 17 on the 17th of August, and I had my Trinity ID. We were wow. living in 58 Cabra Park. I swear that the the, the, the the cupboard, you opened the cupboard and you had this tiny little two ring cooker and then you had a little tiny sink and there was a communal toilet on the on the landing and there was always But you know Brother G had a communal bed yeah. so. <laughs> There was always ah. there was always that imperial leather bit of soap. Do you know that oh, old yeah. stuck to the thing and yardly there was always a yardly bottle. I just can't get over yourself and your brother sharing the bed in your late teens. Like and would you be legs be touching off each other and don't be touching me and I'm gonna tell you one thing about sharing a bed. That wouldn't be weird, would it? Listen, boys. No, it no, would. not for brothers. We didn't think Yes, it, it would be no, weird for anybody. We were coming from Nav and we were just happy to be in Dublin because we realised what it was all about. We realised what first the power of Furstenberg. That's all we cared for. That alcohol. 
Furstenberg beer was the oh. big beer at oh, the yeah. time and snake bites. We yeah. would mix 50-50 cider in and we'd have all the boys over. So anyway, sleeping together in How a bed. How did you work out if one of you got lucky? One or? of us took the couch in the sort of a... Uh, sort of Which a, was a, a beside annex, the bed. Which was in the same room. Like. <laughs> it was in the cooker. I tell you a good one about getting into bed with me brother. Um, <laughs> where are we going right we came back from the local nightclub in Navin and we had a lot of beer on we were back from Diamonds I don't know what time of the morning it was we were belubas and it was a Saturday night in Navin and you know what we were doing in the middle of the winter <laughs> it, it was so cold we'd leave we'd put on the uh, we put on the electric blanket before we go to the nightclub. Because by the time we get back, it'd be about nine hours and it'll be roasting. Be fro- so we'd have to walk home past the Tinkers and the Greyhounds. And we'd get into the bed. And Was then- this a Navin? As well. Yes, yes, in my so you, house. You, you shared a bed in, in Navin well, as well? That, this one particular night, I'm, I'm right? I was too drunk to, I don't know what happened. But anyway, I got into bed with my brother because I didn't want to make noise in the other part of the house. So Because it's like, you know, creeping around the house at five o'clock in the morning. Steamed. The last thing you want to do is wake your wake, mother. Yes, yeah. What's that noise? I closed that door. We'd be coming in the door. It'd be like CSI Miami and FBI and fingerprints. And then finally got into the bed. Now we are astocious helicopters, ossified. And then we'd be taking off the jeans and, and the smell of drink. And we both got into the bed and it was lovely. It was, oh Lord, the two was, just be quiet now. We're safe, we're safe, we're safe. And uh, we left the electric blanket on. Oh, oh Lord, safe. That was about seven blessings. o'clock. This is about five o'clock in the morning. The heat, it was like getting into Mount Etna. It was like getting into Volcano. But you know what happened then? We were so bananas. At about eight o'clock in the morning, I was all sweating and everything. The electric blanket was still on. And didn't I feel a little hand <laughs> rubbing me leg, the inside of my leg, and I thought I was dreaming. <laughs> so I said, this is one of the best dreams I've ever had. And I said, my brother was dreaming as well, but he was rubbing the inside of my leg. And then his hand was moving up a little bit closer and closer. And then I jumped out of bed and went, what the hell? And I jumped up and I went, what, what are you at? What are you at? He goes, oh. And then I just got out of the room, went into oh, my own bed. Right. I went out of the room. Got, we were so ossified and the heat of the electric blanket and the dreams, it was utopia. But t- tell us about uh, sharing a bed in Dublin. Like oh, sorry, yes. Yeah, how long did that go on for? Uh, just probably that, that first year. That first a year. year. No. <laughs> Did the, the incident in Navin not put oh, you off sharing a bed with them? No. The best one ever. I, I have so many stories about living in Dublin, but we were in Cabra Park. Then we went to Ockram Street and Stony Batter. Then we moved over to Rat Mines, Grosvenor Road. Then we started. My brother got a job. He failed college. I failed college. Then we moved out to uh, Black Rock Main Street over the chip shop. You know, Black Rock is a fork yeah. in the road. We mm. lived over the main street, over the chipper there. Then we moved to Glenagiri, Glengara Park. Then we moved to Watson Road, Helene. Now, there was a nurse there. She uh, <laughs> shared the bed she, with you uh, too. She had this rugby player of a boyfriend. <laughs> she used to come in on a Thursday night and they'd go upstairs at about seven in the evening and they'd go at it. And me and Freddie, they'd be pretty loud now. Pretty loud. Bouncy, like, bouncy. It'd be like, oh, 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 oh. It, was, it was like being in a scrum. And sometimes me and Freddie used to stand on the kitchen table and put the glass up to the roof and listen to them to try and get the stereo sound. And one time they were so loud, we had to have dishcloths in our mouth to stop ourselves stop. laughing because you could hear Everything, like it was, it was like being watching a porn movie, but without the pictures. Right. But yeah. So like listening to a porn movie. Listen to a porn movie. <laughs> anyway, to cut a long story short, the Graduate Pub was li- was less than half a mile from where we watched uh, for, from us. So we watched Italian 1990 there, and uh, I'll never forget. Uh, it was during Italian 90 that we came back to Watson Road. My brother was going out with a girl from Kalini. And I'll never forget this. At about eight o'clock in the morning, the one of the mornings, and we were all lying in the bed, uh, not together, but all in our rooms. And there was a knock on the door. Sure. And it was her brother. And he was going bonkers at eight o'clock in the morning. <clears throat> and I went down and opened the door and he went, we're after winning the fucking lottery. I says, what? Jesus. He says, we're after winning the lottery. I said, what the fuck? He says, yeah. I have a ticket in my pocket that's after winning the National Lottery. Freddie's girlfriend's 
brother. Brother of the family had just won the lottery. And we were there, the two boys, me and me jocks with me brother. It was a great story. The and brother, so the, so, so, so the, the family won. The, the family th- just won the lottery, yeah. How much? Friday, how much? How much? A million and a half back in wow. 1990, 1989. And did they have a party that you were invited to or anything yeah, like that? I don't know what happened after that. We went drinking for the day, but great stories, wow. great memories. But it reminded me of Italia 1990 yeah. and Jack Charles. <laughs> I'd say about four or five years ago, I started drinking whiskey every night. Every night? Every single night. Like I would, it's, if I was doing a gig in a hotel uh, after the gig, I find it, I can't really go down to the bar after a show because I just get, what I want to do is unwind then, but Mm. often in the bar of the hotel where you've done the show, there's lots of people from the show. So it's kind of the same, you know, and it can be good crack if you're up for it, you know. But, and people get people get possessive of you, you know. I was in a hotel in Carlingford, the Four Seasons in Carlingford. Oh. Uh, I said to them, I used twinned with the Four Seasons. No, not the Four, not, twinned with the one in uh, Monaghan. <laughs> um, and I came down and I was walking from the lift into the bar and there's people from the show hanging around and so I, Tommy, Tommy, give us a selfie, will you? And I said, I'm just, I'm just going to grab a pint. I'll be back with you. Ah, for fu- I hope you fucking choke on it. <laughs> So people can get a bit kind of yeah. possessive or something. So anyway, um, uh, I'd get drink delivered up to the room, you know. If if we're staying the night in the hotel, mm-hmm. I'd often say, Jesus, like I'm I'm after being the height of crack. You know, I'm after being the circus master here. Yes. Of this room full of, and you're after creating a wonderful energy. Mm-hmm. It could be 800 people laughing and they're all kind of G'd up, you know. And, and at five minutes after the show was finished, they're bouncing around the hotel, in the foyer, hopping into cars, driving to a pub in town, into the bar in the hotel, swilling like, full of good energies. On the edge of the bed, <laughs> in my box of shots, like, just looking at me feet. <laughs> drinking. On your own. Drinking. A bottle of whiskey. Thinking, and I'd, what happens? I'd have, I'd have ordered a pint, but by the time I get out of the shower, shirts uh, flat, flat. Ugh, <laughs> ugh. Just sitting there going, "This is no crack." <laughs> or else I'd drive home, and I could be driving home from Monaghan back to Galway through the night. I oh, just, I love it. I love Ireland at night. The countryside relaxes in a way that it doesn't during the day. It's like the fields can exhale. The animals can just be easy in themselves because they know the humans are out of the picture for the next eight or nine hours. There's a deep breathing in the countryside. If you put your ear to it, you can hear mm. the fields breathing from their diaphragm. And... Do you know, it's just beautiful. So I'd, I might have a two or three hour drive after a show and I get home and everyone in the house would be asleep, you know. And I just, I'd pour myself a tremendous glass of whiskey. Like, absolutely. Uh, you could be copious. I could go through like is is two bottles of whiskey a week a lot to go through? <laughs> I don't know. It would be a fair whack of it. So anyway, and in seven days, like that's that's how long is a week in Mayo? Week. In the whole week, I'm wondering, or would it be the weekend? The weeks are probably ten. You probably do Tuesday two or three times a Mayo. Like the sound of the whiskey glushing off the bottom of the glass. Ah, it's just a beautiful drink. It's just a beautiful way of heading into the into sleepy and time. turn on the electric blanket. No, just float. Float on that. And how many of them would you have then? I would go, t- I would have two maybe tremendous ones. Irish, and, and, uh, Irish whiskey. Uh, yeah, I've tried the, uh, the Scottish stuff and I, d- I tell the Japanese do a good whiskey. Mm-hmm. The Japanese. Oh, they do. They've been making ever it for a long since, time. Ever since, now why wouldn't they? Ever since Hiroshima and Nagasaki, when the Japanese got the fucking fright of their lives, they've been trying to do everything American. Have you noticed that? Mm. They've been trying to become more American mm. than the Americans themselves because they think if they align themselves culturally to the United States, there's less of a chance of all of a sudden the sky exploding <laughs> and everybody being dead. But anyway, I was, so for three or four years at least, been drinking tremendous amounts of whiskey. And during the COVID, then I was kind of, I was steamed most nights going to bed. I was steamed. What is this? So I decided I, I'll stop now. So I, I stopped drinking the whiskey uh, about a month ago. 
Then the wife comes back from Centra with a bottle of whiskey for me. And I think it's bad manners once somebody has spent the money. It's bad manners not, not to, to drink, drink it. it yeah. So I said, fuck now, I'll be another four days before I'm, I'm clean again. So I spent the four days drinking the bottle of whiskey. I was relieved when I got to the end of it. But these fucking... Pre- so we had relations down yesterday. Right? Right. And I'm in, I've been on the drive for two days. The relations arrived down <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> what did they bring? A bottle of fucking Jameson. I'd be another... <laughs> I'd be another so fo- you'll have to go at oh, it again now. I'd be another three days on the lock. Now, what is the feel? Because I can I can drink one or two, Tommy, in the small ones. But what's the feeling with the copious glasses of whiskey? Where is the body and the mind going? Because I I like my lager. Yeah. Tell me about the world of whiskey after it's two just, big, it's just big glasses. Because your your body is sober, but your mind is drunk, sedated nearly almost. Do you know what I mean? Like but your it's mind not a you're drunk, where you're going to go out and party no, afterwards. So you, you, so you get into an argument with someone. Thick. Thick. Yeah, so it, I'm, it's better. If I'd find it's better not to drink whiskey in company. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're doing the right thing. So I, I find it better it to, to drink on my own. Uh, Guinness is a great social drink. Mm. To me, Guinness encourages conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you're, yeah. you're the same for lager. Yeah, mm. what would be your tip? I, on I'd prefer Guinness if I was having a Guinness or a lager. Yeah, it's kind of it, it. It encourages chat. It does it? after about three or four. Then you don't really mind what you're talking about. Yeah, but the whiskey just makes you silent. <laughs> what increases. Uh, what I find increases in Guinness is your are the words coming out of your mouth. Right. You become more flamboyant. Yes. Right. Whiskey all <laughs> turns that down entirely and it turns up your interior monologue. So <laughs> what happens in whiskey is you might have four or five glasses in you and you're not saying anything, but inside in your mind you're shouting at someone. Usually the person <laughs> in the same room as you, but you're not saying anything. So it's a tough drink. But I remember back then, back in Italian 90. I was on. The, I was the only sober man in the country, probably. Stop. So I, I feel as if I missed out on the drunkenness of it. Tommy's father was an agricultural officer for Tiagask. Yeah, artificial insemination was a big thing when we were at thirteen. Oh. You having to laugh? I know. I used to love when. Tell the us about your father. Used, used to, to travel around the bovine. My, bovine my father land. used to. Uh, my father was around the farms of Navan and Mead, uh, giving advice to farmers. You know, and uh, how to breed their bulls. Just. Uh, Advice on grass, uh, advice on livestock, uh, uh, advice on helping them get grants and stuff like that. Yeah, Chagas yeah, life or stuff like that. But for a few years now, when I was seven, eight, nine, I thought my father had the strangest job in the world. There was a case of ringworm in the house, uh-uh. and I got it. Now, for those of you who don't know ringworm, mm. it's a kind of a it's a uh, a circle of dots that appear on your foot. That are awful, or itchy, arm. or your arm or your hand. Um, I got it recently. I got it on the ankle. <gasps> right. A ring. It's a nasty infestation. Nasty. It's a rash. It's a bad dose. And uh, I was brought to the bad doctor, dose. and the doctor was trying to figure out uh, where I might have got it. You know. And he says to my mother. The doctor says to my mother. He says to my mother. He says to her. He says to her. Then were you din at this stage? I was in a din in the doctor. Was a din? Where were you? And were you doubt? Were your father? Was your father the fa- doubt? Fa- the father was at work. Was he a doubt? And I was in beside. My mother listened to the doctor and he said to my mother, he said to her, he said, uh, in Kevin's job, that's my father's name, uh, does he lean on gates? And Helen, my mother, said, he does. And nothing more was kind of said. And that's what I thought my father did. Leaned on gates. I thought my father left the house every morning, went around mead, just leaning on gates. (laughs) And I thought, fucking legend. Fuck, Greg. a fucking job. He leaves the house to the course of mine every morning and he, he goes out to Dunderry. <laughs> and he fucking leans up against leans the gate. gate and, he, for and, hours. and then maybe around half eleven. Goes to the <laughs> <laughs> He has another gate he has to go to. <laughs> and he, he goes off to slay now. <laughs> he leans on the gate there till after lunch and then he he might get he might get one more in before he has to get another gate in around half four. And then he Comes back to the house. <laughs> <laughs> he says, "He's all in there." Fucking bet, bet. But those oh. Oh. ringworm. Did you cure it? Did they cure it? Oh, it eventually went away. I got another dose for them. When I was in boarding school. How did in you get Garbally. there? In Garbally, I don't know. You were mixing. But once the reput- once you, they're awful cruel in boarding school. Uh, so one fella got a bell. And every time I started coming, he'd 
fucking ding-a-ling on the bell like I was a leper. <laughs> did you did you get did a you, ringworm recently? Yeah, I got Tell recently. About I it. don't know how. I wasn't really mixing on the farm, but I obviously... It's still it. prevalent, isn't it? It's still prevalent to this day in Irish farming. Yeah. Were you leaning on gates? Cat, yes, I was leaning on... Were you? Lean, I must have been, yeah. Were you in a, were you oh, in no, a shed, were you in a shed where livestock was held? Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. where that's where yeah. you can touch off the wall there or whatever. Just it's, touch off the cow and get it. You know, they talk about pandemics and and and, and traceability and stuff. Ringworm has been there for hundreds of years. At the minute, years. and she's killed. She's killed. The teeth are ripped off her, sucking the calves of her, sucked dry. Now, can I ask you a question? Sucked blood. There's blood coming dother, out. Now. Dother is dother the is dose. So she's uh, lacked. She's been sucked at the minute. Yeah. Now is is she sucked twelve months of the year? No, she'd only, only be sucked when the calves would be small. So for but for Wainlands wouldn't suck her, just a, a newborn calf okay, for a couple but, of months. But would the what do you call them? The wainlings. Wainlings would be a bit bigger now. Six They'd be, month old, would it be? Yeah. Uh, and they get their milk from. They don't need milk then. They just just w- drink water, water Where and did that silage. Word come from me, uh, Larita. Wainling, wainling. But the, the, up north they're the wains. The wains, yeah. yeah, yeah the wee, maybe, the yeah. ones. Wainlings, yeah. So um, uh, I was going to ask you. So a cow that's been milked for dairy produce oh yeah that would be milked like uh, by a machine yeah how, how, is she milked 12 months of the year 8 months of oh, the year oh she'd be milked yeah Twel- that's, can, is Frisians that, like. that awful cruel I don't know now like, so it could be wrong but they're milked all the time but yeah. isn't it okay, is it, from a woman's point of view isn't that kind of cruel as it's, in it's a dairy, unnatural as in dairy yeah it's unnatural to be sucked Jeez. for that long it is unnatural anyway, but, yeah I suppose um why are your particular cows why oh, is she hurting she, so much? She, it, what though, age is she? She's she's young enough, but she be maybe she pedigree. Yeah, Fiona's her name. Of course, does she know that? Big, she's a big lady. She's a big girl. right. Tell us about big Fiona. Big lady, big big Swinging high arsenal. Hole from one side. Big the... big high arsenal. In fact, I thought she was sucking herself the day when I looked out will the I window. Give, will I give you the sound of? She be she be Hector's colouring now. No, this is a squally calf, a scoury calf looking for feeding. <laughs> That's a scoury calf that needs a little bit. A bit higher up though, a bit more. No. That's a lamb. No, I, I used to get it. What way? Get it. No, that's like I'm in That'll trouble. Be, in the yeah. That's like Larita <laughs> Blue. <Blewett. laughs> <laughs> I used to be able to do a calf. No, sound. I can't do it. Give us a calf sound. That's a ram. That's a ram ready to be castrated. With the horn on him. We never put our hands to our mouths anymore to do sounds, do no, we? No, I can't do it. Anyway, yeah. That's a sheep. No, you're too sheepy. You're so, too low. You need to go higher up. So. What about this? What about what about a, what about a cow about seven o'clock in the evening and the cow just goes? Mm. <laughs> do you know Is when that, they do that little happy thing? Mm. After having a big Swiss roll. Oh, yeah, what? That's the like one in the distance. <laughs> I love when they start talking to each oh, other. Oh, yeah, roared. Yeah, I love that. When you take the calf off the mother, they go wild. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's go back one. to Fiona anyway. She's anyway, Fiona she, is, is after. She, is she ginger? She's like you, yeah. She's your colouring. And she. She's your colouring. It's great on it. I didn't know you got. Kind of red-headed cows. Pedigree, pedigree. She's Charlie. She's a... She's cemental, cemental. No, no, she's a Charlie. Charlie. She's a Charlie. Charlie. And uh, she, she's produced a couple of fine bucks, like good, mm, strong bulls. Good. But she has... They're all cut. Like, what? They're all cut. Would you have a little poultice you could put on the tits? Pseudo cream. Pseudo cream works? Does it work? Yeah, yeah. of course it works. She must she's like it. Pain. She's sucking she's in, it off. But she's she's sucking pain. it herself. <laughs> she's in pain. Can you not leave her off for a while? Can you not... Leave her off. But what can you leave her? You leave not, her, leave her where? Like no, can you not leave the? Oh yeah, off they, they're off her now, yeah. but because she's all, she couldn't suck on that. Like. And you find she's looking at you, giving you the eye, and she said, "I'm in pain. Can you help me?" Yeah, but she wouldn't. Yeah, she's is there big, any antibiotic you can get for that? Oh, you probably can, but she, she'd probably heal up. You know, mm, terrible pain. There. We Tough used country. to have to put that Vaseline stuff on it. What do you call it? Mm, I can't remember it now. Uh, Vaseline? No, it was Vaseline for cows. It was oh. like we used to have to rub it on after to be. All chapped. Like, a, like yeah, yeah, yeah. An industrial agricultural cream. 
Yeah, they didn't mm. like that. But she likes the soda cream for some reason. That's what I like. Do you listen to this? That's them in a far distant field and they're sort of the communicating. March. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> That's pissed off. That's a pissed off bullock. It's <laughs> a motorbike <laughs> passing you out. No, I, I used to be able to do a really squally calf. What about scour? How is scour these days? Scour, isn't that a great word? They normally get that when they're starting the milk off. Yeah, yeah, those scoury arse. Yeah. Apparently somebody was telling me when a foal gets scour, you know the mother is ready to be I was at the, again. I was at the ploughing chapter. She's ready to go again. When the foal gets scour. Yeah. Wow. She's she's in season. I was at the ploughing chapter there a couple of years ago and I was doing a thing for horse racing in Ireland. We're in a horse racing tent doing all the chats and there's loads of lads standing there, all different breeds and nationalities and farmers and kids and, and fathers and sons and the father with all the, the whole Massey Ferguson one piece jumpsuit and the kids all in the Massey Ferguson one piece jumpsuit they all had farmers friends those sticks they use and they were all at the ploughing everyone was in great form and there was a little lad and I swear to God he was the image of his father dressed like him act like him had the gawk of his father had the cap on I said is there any farmers around here and where all the hands go up this little seven year old comes up he goes I'm a farmer and I says who's, who's with you and my father I says what are you doing. Oh, we're here to buy a combine. So up he comes and we, we have a little chat on the stage and I said, I'm going to test your knowledge now to see if you're a real farmer. Yeah. And I said to him, right, I have a question for you. What would you give a scoury calf? And he said, a good brute up the hole. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and the place cracked up and I said, you're a good young farmer, boy. That's about it from us today, ladies and gentlemen. I uh, hope you've enjoyed the Tommy and Hector podcast with Larissa Blewett Talk to you soon on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 